Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my room, where it's naturally, it is naturally supernatural. Now, I am going to bring a word that is the most significant word I know from God that will change your life dramatically. If you heed the word that I'm going to speak, you will walk in the favor of God no matter what happens on planet Earth. And if you do not heed the word that I'm going to speak, you will walk in curses. Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. You know, when the Messiah came to Earth some 2,000 years ago, uh, the world was a little simpler than it is today. Uh, the world was divided into two people groups. Uh, there were Jewish people who lived in the land of Israel, and then there were Gentiles. The word Gentile means nations. There were people that lived in all the other nations, and there were people that lived in Israel. It was fairly simple. But I want you to understand there is a call by God for people that are from the Gentile nations, and it's different than the call by God for people that are from Israel. Let me explain this from Scripture. Romans 11.11 says the call for those from the nations. And you know what? I find very few people from the nations that know what God himself has called you to do. So, <laughs> this alone is worth you watching me. Romans 11, 11, to provoke them, that's the Jewish people, to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. In other words, the call of the Gentile is to provoke the Jew to jealousy, meaning you've got something that we Jewish people want, and it's time to show it. If not now, when? Now, the call of the Jew, very different. The call of the Jew is found in John chapter 4, verse 22. Salvation is of the Jews. A Gentile, someone from the nations that believes in Jesus, owes a debt of gratitude to the Jewish people because some Jewish person somewhere on a chain of people was truthful to share the good news with, with Gentiles. Salvation is of the Jew. Now, if you get, if the Gentiles do their job and reach the Jews, 
if the Jewish people do their job and reach the Gentiles, guess what you got? The whole world. Oh, God, you're so marvelous. You make it so simple. We make it complex. Now, the key, and very few people know this, there is a key for the judgment on nations. It's always been, but especially in the last days. It's, it's increasing with intensity. You see, the judgment of God is contingent on what you do with Israel. God will punish Israel for sin, but God uses Israel to punish the nations for sin. Let me share a couple of scriptures. Genesis 12, 3. I, God, will bless those who bless you, that's the Jewish people, and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. Or the reverse is true. All the families of the earth, if they come against you, will be cursed. Again, this is so simple, but so basic. Now, nine out of the ten worst economic disasters in the history of America since the records were kept by FEMA occurred, nine out of ten, within days, hours, of the United States coming against Israel. Nine out of ten of the worst economic disasters. Obadiah 115, the day is near when I, the Lord, will judge all godless nations. As you have done to Israel, so it will be done to you. You say, Sid, <laughs> that's Old Testament. No. That was just the only book that the first church had, the Old Testament. They didn't even have the New Testament. You know that. But let me give you the same thing in the New Testament for those that don't understand. It's all God's Word. Matthew 25, 40, there's the separation of goat nations and sheep nations separated on one issue. Here's the one issue. And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, Jesus says, you did it to me. That's the issue between a goat nation or a sheep nation. A goat has a mind of its own. A sheep nation follows the shepherd. As you have done to one of the least of these, my brethren. I looked up the word brethren in the Greek. You know what it means? From the womb. His physical brethren. Jewish people, Jesus is saying this. You see, I believe the dividing line between the true body of believers and the counterfeit will be on this single issue. And I promise you this, if you don't understand the Jew in Israel from God's perspective, then you will go into further heresy. I promise you that. But if you do, watch the favor of God. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. For he himself is our peace, who has made both Jew and Gentile into one, and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. His purpose was to create in himself to create in himself 
His purpose was to create one new man. One new man. One new man. Один новый человек. The Adam Chadash Echad. One new man. We now return to It's Supernatural. A key to understanding the move of God's Spirit is found in the book of Corinthians, in which God says, first the natural and then the spiritual. Watch what God does in the natural. It always has a repercussion on the spiritual. Let me give you some examples. All these major revivals that I'm about ready to tell you about, the biggest the world's ever known, all connected with Israel. For instance, 1897 was the first Zionist Congress. That, that was, a Zionist believes the Jewish people are entitled to the physical land of Israel unconditionally forever. The first Zionist, let's get it straight, was God, not Theodore Herzl. At, right after that came Azusa Street and the Pentecostal revival. 1948, Israel became a nation. You know what happened in 48? Men and women were touched by the Spirit of God and had tents all over America, Oral Roberts, T.L. Osborne, uh, Kenneth Hagin, all of these people just raised up instantly. 1967, Jerusalem in Jewish possession. You know what happened? It, you know what that triggered? Nothing short of the charismatic revival. Isaiah 43:19, and I feel this so strongly. For I am about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? What has he begun? The one new man. Let me explain this to you. John 17, 21. And they, that's Jew and Gentile, all may be one. Some people say they is uh, Catholics and Baptists, except for one thing. When Jesus said that, they didn't exist. There were only two people groups, <laughs> Jews and Gentiles. So Jesus said, I pray that they, Jews and Gentiles, may be one. What's the repercussion? That the world may believe. Somehow it's a catalyst when these two people groups get together. Their spiritual DNA merges. And well, I'm getting a little ahead of myself because I'm getting excited. You know what happens when these two spiritual DNAs merge? John 17, 21, I just read to you. John 17, 22 tells you what happens. Jesus says, the same glory that is on me will be on them. You want to see that same glory on you? I want to see that same glory. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15 and 22. For he himself is our peace, who has made both Jew and Gentile one, and has broken down the middle wall of separation. You see, there was a separation between Jews and Gentiles. So that, well, here, here, here it is in, the, in Ephesians 2. I just read 14, 15. This is verse 22. In whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. And in verse 15, it says, for, as, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. 
the Hebrew word for peace is completeness. So it's saying when that occurs, we're going to make a complete dwelling place of God for God by His Spirit. You see the repercussions of, of what I'm saying about? Now, Psalm 122.6, you can understand, a major promise. It's the only city in all of Scripture God commands us to pray for with a special blessing if you'll do that. He says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. What's the Hebrew word for peace? Shalom. What does shalom mean? Completeness. What is completeness? Jew and Gentile being one in the Messiah. Pray for the completeness of Jerusalem. And it makes a promise as if we need a promise for this. But God says, may they, who's they? Jew and Gentile, prosper. And in the Hebrew, prosper means have heart peace. How would you, in this day and age we're living in, how would you like heart peace? God says, if you pray for these two people to become one, you're going to have heart peace. That's his promise to you. Ezekiel 47.9 says in the Amplified, and it's talking about the river of God, and it says, wherever the double river shall go, every living creature shall live. What's the double river? Jew and Gentile, one in Messiah, one in Yeshua. Wherever that double river goes, people are going to live. Romans 11:15 says, if they're being cast away as the reconciling of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? I believe we're about on the cutting edge of the greatest move of God's Spirit to cause Jewish people to come to know Him, to form the one new man for the release of the greatest miracles the world has ever seen, life from the dead miracles, resurrection life miracles, limbs being restored. Amen. That's what we're about ready to see. Are you ready to see that? I'm ready to see that. We're ready to see, Jesus said. You are going to do the same works that I have done, and even greater. This is the greater. You ready? Yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> we'll be right back to It's Supernatural. Many viewers report testimonies of miracles, signs and wonders, and healings as a result of watching It's Supernatural. I'm 14 years old. This morning, I watched It's Supernatural about angels and warmth poured on me. It made me cry. God healed me of stage four inoperable cancer. It is a real blessing to have It's Supernatural to watch each week. If you've been touched through watching It's Supernatural, share your testimony at sidroth.org forward slash praise. We now return to It's Supernatural. Most people have heard of God's laws, spiritual laws for healing, and rightfully so, and spiritual laws for finances. All over the place you hear this. But where do you hear about God's spiritual laws for evangelism? Right here, right now, in the Bible. When God the Father wanted to reach the whole world because God so loved the whole world, Jews and Gentiles, he started with what people group? 
Abraham, the Jews. Am I right? All right. When Jesus wanted to reach the whole world, he started with one people group. He said, I've only come for the lost sheep of the house of Israel as a starting point, as a seed. God planted a seed with Abraham. Jesus planted a seed with the Jewish people. How about the apostle to the Gentiles, Paul? When Paul wanted to reach the Gentiles, which that's what was his call, this is what he says in Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first. He knew that if he planted that seed, it would produce a harvest of Gentile souls. This is what I have found when I operate in the law of evangelism. Wherever I go, if I will go to the Jew first, it will open up a supernatural door to reach more Gentiles than if I went to the Gentile first. Makes no sense to the peanut brain, but makes lots of sense to God. Now, the greatest revival the world has ever seen, we haven't had yet. Because in Amos chapter 9, verse 11 and 13, it's described. And this is what God says. In the last days, I will raise up the tabernacle of David. And in the Hebrew, the word tabernacle is family or house of David. Who's the family of David? The Jewish people. In the last days, I'm going to raise up the Jewish people to be mighty warriors for me to be mighty evangelists of the living God. And then he, he explains in Amos, the 13th verse, a revival like the world has never seen. It's, he says, there'll be so much fruit on the vine that by the time it comes to till the ground for the next year's harvest, you won't have picked all the fruit from the last year's harvest. It, 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 the world has never seen a revival like this. The world needs a revival like this. When is it going to happen? When the tabernacle, when the family of David is restored to our God. Now, even the return of Jesus is contingent on Jewish people coming to the Lord. Jesus said, for I say to you, Matthew 23, 39, For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, Baruch Hashem Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. He's talking to the Jewish people. I'm not going to return until you recognize me. Can you, I don't know if you've ever seen all these scriptures, uh, one after another. But then I was speaking just a few days ago at a Bible study, and I had a whole group of Liberty uh, university students there, and one raised their hand and had a question. Well, I take it back. He didn't. I'm beginning to see things in the invisible world. I saw him raise a hand. He didn't want to. So I went to this, this section here. There's someone with a hand. And sure enough, he raised his hand. He said, Sid. And, and he quoted the scripture, Acts 18, verse 6 to 8, when Paul had it up to here with his Jewish brethren. This is what he said. But when they opposed him and blasphemed, he shook his garments and said to them, your blood be upon your own heads. I'm clean. From now on, 
I'm going to the Gentiles. See? Even Paul finished with the Jewish people. Wrong. Keep reading. The next verse says he moved into a house. You know where the house was? Next door to the synagogue. And you know what happened? The next thing happens? The president of the synagogue becomes a believer in Jesus. And you know the next thing that happened? Everyone else became a believer in Jesus. Have you ever been like that? Oh, I'm not going to do that anymore. And then you repent, and then you move into <laughs> even the next chapter. That was Acts 18. Acts 19.8 says, and it's talking about Paul, he went into the synagogue and spoke boldly for three months, reasoning and persuading concerning the things of the kingdom of God. I'm so glad we have the word of God. Now, are Jewish people saved under the old covenant? Don't they have a covenant with God? Of course we do. And the gifts of calling of God are without repentance. However, the Old Covenant is contingent on Leviticus 17, verse 11, which says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. But wait a second. What about just have an animal sacrifice? Well, first of all, according to Leviticus, the first uh, chapter, the third verse says the sacrifice has to be in the temple. And if you look lately, there's no temple in Jerusalem. And Acts 4.12 cinches it. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there's no other name under heaven given among men in which we must be saved but the name of Jesus. Well, why do Jewish people not believe in Jesus? There's an old Hasidic story about a Talmudic student who goes to his rabbi and says, Oh, Master, I love you. The rabbi responds with a question. Tell me, do you know what hurts me? The young man is bewildered. He's taken aback. Why do you ask me such a confusing question when I've just told you that I love you? The rabbi shakes his head, because, my friend, if you do not know what hurts me, how can you say you love me? If you study the history of the Christian church, you will find that we don't have a good history with Jewish people. There's been misunderstandings on the Christian side and misunderstandings on the Jewish side. Everyone has heard that the Jewish people are the chosen people. But what are we chosen for? Three things. Isaiah 43.10 says, you are my witnesses. By the way, do you know what the, Jew, the word Jew comes from? A Hebrew word, which is Yehudi, which means a praiser of God. So Jewish people are called to be witnesses, praisers of God, and super end-time evangelists. Zechariah 8.23, thus says the Lord of hosts, in those days, ten men from every language of the nations, that's the Gentiles, shall grasp the sleeve, the fringes of a Jewish man, saying, let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. And you're going to, you have just been given 
enough truth to be on the right side of the fence in reference to what God is doing in the last days. And as I said earlier, I say again, if you have it wrong on God's position, on the Jew, someone's neck has just been healed, someone's hip has just been healed, someone's back has just been healed. If you have any of those problems, stand up and bend over or stand up right now. Get your healing or, or keep it. Stand up right now. Come on. You at home, stand up right now. You're getting your healing if you stand up and test it. Move your back, move your neck, you'll see. An unprecedented supernatural door has opened. Large numbers of Jewish people are suddenly accepting Jesus as their Messiah and Lord like never before. As Sid Roth conducts evangelistic meetings for Jewish people in North America, they thought for themselves as a supernatural book that God gave Sid Roth in a dream. It is written from a Jewish perspective with 10 Jewish people telling their own stories to other Jewish people. The book relates to them and penetrates them in a way nothing else can. Now, God has directed Sid Roth to bring this gospel message to two million Jewish people in America while this supernatural door remains open. Please call the number on the screen right now and say, yes, Sid, I will join Project 77, adopting seven Jewish people right now to lead them to Messiah. Most unsaved Jewish people don't have a believing family praying for them to come to know Jesus as their Messiah. When you call, you are saying, I will pray for their salvation, and I'm providing each of them a copy of They Thought for Themselves. Your gift of just $77 will provide this powerful book to seven Jewish people, and we will send you the names of your seven Jewish families so you can hold them up in prayer. In addition, we want to send you this beautiful keychain, a replica of the high priest's breastplate, which includes 12 stones, one for each of the 12 tribes of Israel. Just as the high priest would be reminded by his breastplate to intercede for Israel, the Jewish people, we pray that your keychain will remind you to hold up your seven Jewish names in prayer every time you use your keys. Plus, when you call, you'll also receive your very own copy of the book, They Thought for Themselves. This book will stir your faith to believe God for your own family's salvation. You may feel that God is directing you now to reach 77 Jewish households by giving $777. $777 to reach 77 Jewish households is like bringing the gospel to an entire Jewish neighborhood. In Genesis 12, 3, God promises to bless those who bless the Jewish people. What blessing do you need? Family, salvation, health, more glory, finances? The heart of God at this moment is Jewish souls. Catch God's heart and watch His favor increase in your life. Every day, Jewish people in America pass into eternity without ever hearing a clear presentation of the gospel. We must move while this supernatural door remains open. And just as the door has opened supernaturally, it will close just as suddenly. Please call right now. Call now with your $77 gift or your $777 gift and watch God extend His favor and blessings over your life. Call or give your gift on the web or send your check to It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278, offer number P77, or log on to SidRoth.org P77. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural. Misty Edwards has spent for the last decade 
hours and hours worshiping God. And when she sings and plays the piano, everything that God has stored within her, it just whooshes out. And this is what happens. People that love God get normal. What is normal? Normal as defined by the Bible. Thank you.